I suppose my story really is is one of um, is, is one of transformation. Um, starting out with BT and then rolling into being an entrepreneur. I suppose as an entrepreneur, I thought in my mind uh, I would earn 100k in the first year, kick back, and that'll be it. <laughs> it didn't quite go as according to plan. Um, my first my first business um, um, pretty much failed miserably. Um, I hadn't read the marketplace uh, very well, and the business closed. In March 2020, we hosted the um, East Sussex Marketing Expo in Uckfield. Um, and then two weeks later, as you say, the pandemic hit. I, I was really worried um, because that was our final event for two years. Um, and I suddenly lost 97% of my income overnight. I believe everyone has a story to tell. Through seeking true, authentic insights about the entrepreneurial journey, I provide a platform for our peers to share their stories and inspire those that listen. This is the County Business Talks podcast, produced by H2 Productions. Awesome. Here we are. Welcome. Guest Hello. 15 of 24. <laughs> Mr. Sunny Cutting, how are you, sir? I'm very, very well, actually. I've had a bit of a doze, so I'm actually I'm wide awake. But I'm in awe of you, Sam. I really am. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's. I think what you do is amazing, and I'm ready. Hey, I'm, listen, I'm really grateful you're coming on, uh, certainly for sticking around till two o'clock <laughs> in the morning when when I mentioned to you the, the slot. You said, "No, no, I'll stay around." I'm like, and I can't tell you actually for me because it's great. Obviously, I've been doing a mixture of online and, and in person, but. It's, especially from an energy level like when you're looking at a screen certainly even when you're working or whatever but it's great to actually then have someone in the room <laughs> being able to chat to him so mate i'm genuinely grateful for you, for you no worries so look mate we're going to jump straight in i'll just tell listeners a little bit about your story your career um cool where do i start um well i lived in london um till the age of 15. um my mum she liked she was a bit of a free spirit um in the 1970s and um she liked to move us around a bit um so she didn't like to stay in one place she liked yeah. to have those different experiences of life yeah. um and uh you know we kind of stayed a bit in battersea um and then we went um to godalming then we went to brighton we settled in hove yeah. um and um it was such a lovely place um so that's where we stayed as a family um and then i um, went to college Brighton College and then obviously got a job um, which was which was brilliant um, I did a few roles in customer service um, in sales and marketing and I seemed to have a, a like an aptitude um, for those types of um, customer caring kind of roles really yeah. um, so when a job came up in Brighton um, I, I kind of got headhunted um, if that's still a thing yeah. um, and um, I went for this interview with this job, not thinking I would get it. I was, I had a few anxiety issues as a kid and, um, I was quite short with people and I probably still am. Uh, so apologies <laughs> if, if that's how you see me. Um, but I got the job and, um, it was, it was quite amazing feeling. Um, and that's kind of where my kind of business journey started and molded me into the kind of person I am today. Mm. Um, and. I worked for BT as a new media specialist 
um, as a, a sales marketing consultant. Mm. Um, and, and whether you love or loathe BT, um, they've always held um, customer service at the core of their fabric, the core yeah. of their business, their mission statement. And that kind of followed me, I guess, um, with kind of different roles that I did afterwards. Um, but I suppose my story really is is one of um, is, is one of transformation, um, yeah. starting out with BT and then rolling into being an entrepreneur um, along the way. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. Um, I got to be at the top sales awards with BT for several years in sales yeah. and marketing, which was brilliant. And that really opened my eyes to what was achievable as a business person. Um, but after driving 200 miles a day from Brighton to Ramsgate, yeah. which I can tell you is a hard drive. That is a long old drive. I played football there. <laughs> that was from Essex. And it was a long drive. So after after eight years of doing that for BT, I decided I wanted to set up on my own. Um, and I wanted something to be a bit less stressful. And in my mind, I suppose as an entrepreneur, I thought in my mind, uh, I would earn 100K in the first year, kick back, and that'll be it. <laughs> it didn't quite go as according to plan. As, as, as everyone knows in business, nothing ever does. Um, and... It was such, um, it, when I left BT, I, you assume when you leave the corporate life that you still have those structures or you still have that support scheme in place behind mm. you, um, like IT, um, laptops, company cars, healthcare, <laughs> all those things. You don't get nothing like that <laughs> when you set up on your own. You, you pretty much start from scratch. Mm. Um, my, first, my first business um, um, uh, pretty much failed miserably. Um, I hadn't read the marketplace uh, very well, uh, and the business closed. What, what, what was the first business? Uh, the first business was actually called uh, Y365 Design. Um, it was very, it's a very small kind of digital marketing agency. Um, so, you know, it's, why use anyone else? 365 days a year. So Y365, in my mind, was a great name. It was terrible. Um, I was the only one who understood it. Um, and no one else really did. Um, so it, it just, it didn't really work out. Um, uh, and also I signed um, not knowing because I was a bit wet behind the ears when, when you are, when you set up your first business. Mm -hmm. um, and I, um, I signed the lease on a building, not realizing I'd signed the lease on the full building, not reading the terms. Or you should always speak to a solicitor. You learned that as well. Yeah. Um, and I lost about 15 grand and I had to close the business uh, in a negative kind of, in a very negative way. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you have to go through these, these challenges to make yourself into a, a better and more productive entrepreneur. So, uh, uh, how long did you run that business for? How long you... uh, four years. Okay. Yeah. So I, sh so I'd, I'd, so I'd picked up several good clients, mm. um, but it just, there were fundamental things that I thought I'd got right, but I'd got very wrong. What about them? What, what, what things? Um, I, I, I think when you, when you work for a big corporate like BT, you assume um, that when you start your own business, you're still going to have all of those, those elements around you. You're going to have that support process. You're, gonna have, you're not going to have to worry about um, things that you sign you know, yeah. terms, conditions and stuff like that. Yeah. And you learn very quickly that you are the person 
um, who is responsible for everything at the end of the day. You don't realise that it's your neck on the line. It's yeah. usually someone else's or you get retrained. It's That's not the case yeah, sure, in sure. your own business. Yeah. And then did you have a team of people or just, just you over the four years? Was it, did you employ people? Or was it a consultant? How did it work? It was more consultancy. Yeah. I was only uh, kind of running it part time when I um, set up the business because my I didn't have a brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly good childhood. My mum and dad split up when I was quite a, when 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 I was very young. Mm. My dad went to the states and set up his business, um, and mum stayed in the UK. Um, and I ran it part time because I kind of went to the states a couple of times yeah. to Boulder in Colorado and stayed with him for a little bit of time. Yeah. And um, so I didn't run the business full time. And because my my focus wasn't wasn't on the business all the time. I think there are elements of the business I didn't always see. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we were managing social media for lots of different clients and designing websites in the early days. A little bit before um, uh, content management systems like uh, WordPress and Joomla <laughs> and uh, Drupal, it was all kind of hard coding, HTML and Dreamweaver and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think when you first start a business, your eyes aren't on all the all the elements of your business. Yeah. You make mistakes. You're yeah. bound to, and you learn from them. But but, but, but we still do now, don't we? Like, yeah. Let, let both of us up similar journey in the sense that the salon for three years, slightly less than you, but close it lost a similar amount, maybe slightly more um, money wise, and you know, and it, it was, it's a difficult period. Like you, but but what's interesting for both of us, I guess. But I'm keen to say, so. You come out of the corporate world, you dip your toe in as an entrepreneur, and, a bit, and that first business doesn't work out. But you still go back for more. You still pick yourself up and go, "Okay, I'm going to do it again." So, what, what's the next step after after you've closed that one? When I closed that business, I actually kind of took a sabbatical with a drinking spree for uh, for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. um, just to figure out um, my next move. I didn't. Um, I think when also when you're an entrepreneur. After you've worked for a corporate, a big corporate like BT um, or any corporate organization, and you then work for yourself, as much as you may hate elements of working for yourself, you you also have the freedom yeah. to do what you want yeah. um, and do your, set your own hours, yeah. uh, which you, you can't do when you're working for a big corporate. You, yeah. and you have to graft, you have to put in the hours. Um, so when I actually set up the second business, Sussex Pages, I thought about the name much more this way. So it was a, a dedicated website design agency. And um, so the pages came from that. We had a brand created, which was trademark protected so that, yeah. you know, we had a much better um, profile yeah. in the industry in Sussex. And we did really well. Um, and it got to a stage where we had just under 250 clients. So 250 website clients. So we had a lot of money coming in. Um, and I was getting to a stage where I shouldn't say this really, but I got to the stage where I wanted to do something else other than just digital marketing. I'd done eight years of that in BT. Yeah, yeah. I'd done another kind of six years now in digital marketing on top. I was kind yeah. of a little bit bored of it. Um, so I, I had been approached by another agency 
um, just outside of Horsham, can't say who, um, and they were looking to buy Sussex Pages. Now, I thought they wanted to buy the brand. They didn't. They wanted the client base, um, and it was such a good offer, and I was looking for a get-out clause that I actually sold my business. Mm. Um, I had money in the bank, and for the first time in a long time, it gave me options, um, and it gave me time to just step back. So I stepped back for probably, I think, three months. And this enabled me to then um, step into my third business, which is where we are now with Network Express, the brand that powers the Sussex Business Show, the Tiger's Pen, the Director's Hub. So interesting. I'm I'm just keen to explore that period of time, obviously, of closing the business and then jumping into the, uh, and then going and still stick on this path i'm still gonna do that but what, what's your mindset about did you did you see that as a as a failure that business that, what, what's... i felt I, I felt kind of upset i felt quite upset yeah. that i'd had to let it go yeah. um but i think with everything you you i think most entrepreneurs get to a stage where there, there are very there are very highs and there are very lows yeah. you know being a, an entrepreneur is pretty much like being on a roller coaster <laughs> it's it's that. you massive highs and extreme yeah. lows and it never stops until you step off completely yeah. i don't mean off the mortal coil yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, off, just, off the just off the ride, just the ride itself off the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know i was sad but i was also elated to actually get out of yeah. digital marketing and uh, even even though I've you know I've stepped away from it as a business, I I still do elements of it within yeah. this third business. I still do the social media. Of course, of course. Um, and you're so, very active on social media, I'm unfortunately. Saying. Yeah. So, but, but that's, that's what it's about. I guess, like again, from the first business that failed, the second business that you obviously sold, then to but the elements that you learn along that journey are helping shape the new business where you are where you are now and, and 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 a great business it is with the Sussex Business Show like you said you've got Tiger's Pen and, and, and the Director's Hub all three different elements actually and as we spoke about all three separate businesses really with you I know you <laughs> ran it under the Network Express but they are all three separate separate entities really aren't they yeah it's 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 funny really because uh, you're right they are kind of when I first We'll talk about this later when you ask the other stuff, but yeah. um, it's it's been um, it's been a bit it has been a roller coaster of setting yeah. up the Sussex Business Show. Um, initially, it was supposed to we I was I set up the website, I put all of those services under one umbrella, um, but over the over the past kind of eighteen months, elements of each of those core business fragments have started to pull away from each other. N- not naturally, it's, it's just, developed the, in it's developed in that in, yeah. in that way, being that, you know, with the Tiger's Pen now, um, you know, has the potential to set itself up as a CIC yeah. to support students and to support startups and stuff I, like I, that. I, I know we spoke offline a little bit about it, and obviously support what I'll, honoured to obviously come on the Tiger's Pen as, as, as one of the judges and we've done it at, at, at Sussex Uni and it was and I said to you right there and then like for me it's what a brilliant initiative and a great concept and 
so scalable and there's so much that can be done with it. And it's great that you, you're you looking at that, I guess, like you say, as a, as a, as a separate entity. So that's, um, that's interesting. I, I want to talk, obviously, leaning with obviously the Sussex Business Show, because I want to look at look, <laughs> running events <laughs> as, as we both have, you know, in our businesses. Talk to me, talk to me about March 2020. Oh, wow. So, um, where's your mindset out, you global pandemic? Events company, Sussex Business Show, due to go ahead that year and sold to dad, et cetera, et cetera. What, what goes, what goes it, it was, um, it was one of those, it was one of those kind of sink or swim moments. I mean, I'm a strong swimmer. Yeah. Um, so there was no way I was going to drown in the woe of the event business ebb. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was pivotal. In March 2020, we hosted the um, East Sussex Marketing Expo in Uckfield. Um, and then two weeks later, as you say, the pandemic hit. I, I was really worried um, because that was our final event for two years. Um, and I suddenly lost 97% of my income overnight. Um, wow. And when you quantify it, obviously, that kind of figure, other people lost 100% of their business and they lost their houses or, or, you know, they lost their businesses completely in the events industry, pretty much ground to a halt. And there was just, you know, it, it was a terrible time for everybody. Yeah. Um, but even though I lost 97% of my income, <coughs> after that, I didn't really do anything for four weeks. I, I didn't go on a bender or anything. I was too old for that. Um, but I kind of just stepped back for four weeks and let my brain quantify the options yeah. um, and re-engage and look at my choices. And they were quite stark. You know, it was either close the business, go back to BT as a new media specialist and hope I was skilled enough to go up against the youngsters. Yeah. Um, so that was a consideration in your mind to go. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back into the corporate world. And... Potentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, but for a long time, even though we were pre COVID, we were running four events a year. So we were running the East Sussex Marketing Expo, the West Sussex Tech Expo in Chichester at the college mm -hmm. and the um, uh, Mid Sussex Business Expo in Ardingline, mm -hmm. which you've been to. Yeah, yeah. And um, we ran an end of year conference, a kind of jolly at Mamesson in Brighton Marina called the Entrepreneurs Conference. So we were running a, an event a quarter, every quarter. Yeah. Um, so oh, I don't know how to say this, but COVID for us was kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, it enabled me to step back from the business, reevaluate the whole situation. And like I said, I was given two stark choices, fold the business mm -hmm. and go back to BT or find another job and work for someone else or do something radical do something that would really challenge me um and i'm so glad that i went with the latter because if i hadn't have made that uh, change I, I wouldn't have set up the sussex business show the tiger's pen would never have happened the director's hub would never have happened and the entrepreneur's blog which has now got is it's being developed with a new website so even though i didn't want to go into digital marketing again i'm you're obviously back in, you're back in. i'm back in again because i'm having to create the websites for it because yeah. that each of these core elements of the business now need their own ebb and flow you know yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. so it's um it's been a it's been a tumultuous journey but it's also been a a rewarding one 
um, at the same time because I was able to create this new this new style of um, trade show with a games theme that everyone seems to enjoy. Yeah. And is that, so, because you're in that point, and, you, and like you said, how many people did go, I can't carry on, especially within the events, I guess, but, but to, to stick in and go, I think the, the good thing in a way that COVID did was, was get us to pause for a bit and not, not just to look at ourselves as individuals and what, who we are as people, but, but certainly from a business point of view to actually look at and go, what can I change about the business to, to make it more profitable, make it more sustainable and move forward? And, and I think that's such a, such a key learning to, to actually be able to do that. The fact that you kept it going and you didn't just throw in the towel and go, I'm not going to go back there. Because that would have probably been an easier route when you've got to put food on the table, you've got your family. Yeah. I, I've always said the same, I, you know, whatever I'm doing, I, I, love, I haven't worked for anyone for 15 years, but I've always said if I needed to earn money, I'd go out and, and get a job if I had to put food on. So, so there, there, there's I think COVID made those really real um, full processes that we needed to look at. Um, but interesting that you went, right, you know what? No, I, I and believe, I guess, in yourself that I have an entrepreneur. This is what my passion is and this is what I want to do. And, 100%. And, and look at the direction that, that it's happened. An amazing show, you know, this, earlier this year, which was, which was fantastic. And I say, the tiger's pen which was brilliant and and obviously a lot of interest in that as well with the tiger's pen in there which is which is great but so to, talk to me I, I, again talking about some sort of challenges obviously covid being one of the biggest ones but running different businesses over over the last decade or whatever talk to me about some of the other challenges you faced amongst that, that bit of it wow um i think time is the killer um time management I think that's been the, the single biggest challenge to try and try to find a balance. Yeah. Um, finding the right work-life balance can be daunting when you start a business yeah. because you put in so many long hours um, that when you do eventually scale up, you think you can step back, but you yeah. can't. You have to put in more long hours yeah. because you, you know, it's it's a constant battle with time. You know, how many schedules and diaries and apps do we use yeah. to try and manage that time more effectively? Yeah. Um, there are only so many hours in the day, yeah. um, but we seem to just carry on working, you know. What, what, why is that? Do you think like, that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm similar. I, 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 what, what, and I, I'm trying to address that in myself because I think that we... Sometimes I, I'm guilty with it, so I'm not saying well, but I'm guilty with being sometimes a busy fool. And you can people go, God, I don't know how you do the things you're doing, and I, and I, but it's great sometimes. You go, Oh, yeah, love it. And I wear this badge on and off. But yeah, look at me, I'm on social media, go, Yeah, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But actually, you get things are tough at the moment, like for, for whatever with the businesses, and you're looking at this, and I'm splitting my time between that and that. And actually, I'm not focusing on that where I need to. And I focus, so it's trying to address those things, I guess, as a as, a, as an individual, the right time management is a is, is critical to. Because I think ultimately, it's knowing what what your goal is, what you want to achieve, working out that route to get there. Absolutely. And, and how, how you do it, I suppose. It's it's um, I've kind of um, I've taken a different route to other entrepreneurs due to 
uh, not the twins because they're nine now and they're their own bag of fun you yeah, know yeah, they exactly. they they need what you've got you know the same scenario yeah, so um they take up a lot of your time but it's joyous time yeah. um the, the single biggest challenge um that i face kind of over, over the kind of over the years is it's not it's not a sticking point but unfortunately my wife i mean we'll chat about this later but yeah. very very briefly she has ms multiple sclerosis um and that is a uh, my time is not your standard nine to five. It's not, it was with BT because that's where we were and yeah, that's yeah. what we had to do. But um, I manage my time a lot more effectively now by not working Fridays. Yeah. Um, so it enables me to have a bit of selfish me time. Um, so yeah, in stuff like that, and it's massively important, especially from a mental health point of view, you have yeah. to look after yourself because if you don't, it all falls apart. It's such a valuable thing to learn. I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm guilty of this. I spoke to Camille Pearson on here, and and she used a great analogy. And she sort of says about um, about the aeroplane mask. And you know, when you crash it, you always got to put. They always say, don't they? You got to put that on first, and then look after passengers, whoever that is, because you've got to take it. And and she's right in, in business, in life, in general. We've got to take care of ourselves. I'm guilty of that, not doing nothing. But I remember when you posted that about taking out and it was such a refreshing thing to do again i am an entrepreneur i'm busy i've got loads of things on but actually and i even i've got a young family and and a wife with ms i'm still i'm going to take that time for me because that will make me be a better person 100 percent in the business and, and, and as it helped massively um my, my it's it's funny because about two years ago i think people were talking about the four-day week mm. um maybe a bit longer maybe three years ago and it's now come to fruition mm. a lot of um larger companies are allowing their staff to work from home probably partly down to covid but also they're starting to trust their staff mm. um <clears throat> to do the jobs that they're paid to do um but yeah i mean 100 percent. i mean mental health has been at the forefront of of business for a very long time mm -hmm. um but more more so now than ever before because of the of the hybrid working element of you know with how people are working and so forth um and, and looking after yourself is is so important mm -hmm. you you i don't think you can't run a business and, and, unless you give yourself that time because mm -hmm. it, it revitalizes you mm -hmm. you know my day off on friday um no one calls me anymore I made the mistake when I first when I first took Fridays off. I, I made a mistake and I went on LinkedIn and I did a, a golf swing and I put, I, you know where I am. And and that was a fatal mistake because then I got uh, messages from uh, like 20 different friends um, who will, will remain nameless. Um, and um, yeah, oh, you're playing golf. Can I come out with you? Oh, can I come out with you? And I got, just got inundated with people contacting me on my day off. <laughs> And it was great fun and I enjoyed it. And I got some new sponsors, so I can't complain. Um, but it's it's so nice to be able to uh, just spend that time with yourself. I, you know, I turn my phone off. Um, Do you? Are you able to? Yeah, 100%. You have to. You have to turn you have to turn it off. Otherwise, it's like if you go on holiday um, and um, you go away for a week um, and you take your laptop with you. And in the evenings, every evening between seven and nine or something, you check all your emails and stuff. You're not really having a holiday. 
you know yeah. you you have to step back you have to put it down you know use your phone at like two times of the day from 7 a.m until 8 a.m and in the evening 6 till 7 p.m and then just don't touch it so the, the, oh, it's really interesting I was, I was speaking to matt turner earlier obviously come on we was talking about exactly this and saying actually talking about work-life balance and getting away on holiday and what so for me I, I've, I've spoke about this openly and after I, I find that very difficult one to switch off but I think when I go when I go away the anxiety of me going I'm just going to shut that laptop I'm not looking at it until I get back is more stressful than it is for me to go I'll just log on while everyone's asleep I'm up before anyone else anyway while everyone's asleep I'll log on for an hour and I'll deal with it and then so for, for, for me uh, that I can then go and enjoy the day as opposed to thinking that's not being done or I've not checked out or that's not being done. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Because then I'm, I feel personally for me what work that works in a way that I'm not switching off completely, but I am then more present when I'm with the kids at that point because I've dealt with that in the morning, you know? Yeah, I get that. I mean, every every person, I mean, it would be quite a boring world if we were all the same, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has, um, has different ways of dealing with things. Mm. But, and and you're right, you know, in the, in the mornings um, when no one's up, yeah. Um, yeah, spend a little bit of time. I, I challenge you to spend half that time yeah. and do something else. Go swimming, yeah. do yoga, yeah. do something that focuses your mind yeah. and don't think about your business. Because at the end of the day, you know, it comes back to mental health again. You know, yeah. it, it all comes back to mental health and well-being mm. uh, within yourself. Yeah. Um, to step off and just forget about work. You have to, otherwise you don't completely let go. And I, I, I completely agree. And I'm, I'm, I'm on a massive journey, I guess, of self-discovery, really, and trying to, hence one of the reasons I started this whole thing. That's amazing. Podcast was yeah. to, to speak to people like you and, and like I said, I use it more as therapy for me because I ask the type of questions about <laughs> how, how do you deal with that and what do you do and, and listen to you speak and, and like I said, watching you on social media and go that, gee, that's a free, free Friday, I, I should do that. I haven't, but I know that I should, I should take that day off. My wife does, she's a managing partner of a law firm that she still has a Friday off. Since, since since the school like since the kids have been born she hasn't gone back full time at all since so amazing she and, and she but she needs that she knows she needs that for her moment she loves having that friday where she goes i'll get up i haven't got the kids at school i haven't got to worry about anyone else i'm just going to do my own thing and and i'm still like i said this learning curve for me still i'm still trying to You'll get there. Yeah, yeah, just sure, everyone. Sure. Everyone gets there at different yeah. speed. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't be a very good race if we all ended. We all yeah, started yeah, and finished yeah. exactly the same time. I'm, I'm in so, awe of the fact that you're because you, you, like you said you, again. You always say to me, "I say you've got those going on," and I talk to you, and you and I see you on social media, and you've got many things going on as well. Many plates to spin. Plus twins, the same as me. <laughs> Plus, obviously, your wife with, with, with multiple sclerosis as well. So there's a lot of plates there to spin, but you're still prioritizing yourself over that where you're going i need that time for myself and that's such a valuable lesson for me i guess it's such a valuable lesson for me so i'll, I'll thank you for that I guess. <laughs> thank but you. i still challenge you on your next holiday yeah. half the time in the morning even even if it's just half an hour looking at but your do, emails but, and stuff do, do, do you do you do, do you completely 
Yes, I do. On Fridays, yeah. No, but no, not Friday. If you go away on holiday, will you take take a laptop? I don't take a laptop. I take my phone. I turn it off. Um, and um, I'm away, I think, on in December. I'll send you the dates. And if you call me, I'm not going to answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Sam? No. <laughs> um, talk, talk to me about, then, we've mentioned some of the challenges that obviously you face. Talk, talk to me about maybe like uh, some of the highs and we talked about the highs and lows of a roller coaster but you talked about some of the highs of, of, of running a business and some highlights that you've had over the last few years i think um it's a very interesting question and and, <clears throat> and it should be straightforward because kind of over the last four years of running you know it's like within the event sphere um, you know, you are kind of just running around like a crazy person yeah. and you're like that all the time. So you understand yeah. that, um, running four events a year, one every quarter and not really making a huge impact. Um, it was all we knew is all, it, you know, with the three expos and the one conference, that's all, that's what we'd set it up as. Yeah. Um, but when that, when COVID hit and it defi- it redefined our, our business and the highs were pretty much automatic when I was able to step back, uh, rebrand, um, and we had so much help along the way, you know, with, with the rebrand and, and with the new websites and the different elements of the business. But for me, over the last kind of two, over the last three years, the creation of the Sussex Business Show, um, just having one show for the county and having so many people talking about it. Mm. Um, but also, you know, being made an enterprise ambassador, which you, you, I think you've talked about it before, like imposter syndrome. Mm. And I think I kind of have a little bit of that with mm. things like, uh, you know, like the Tiger's Pen you know, being made an enterprise ambassador at the University of Brighton, you know, this was quite a big thing for them to make me this, this kind of ambassador for them, um, from a business point of view. Um, so there's been lots of little things happening over the last two years, like with the tiger's pen, with it, with now talks of it turning into a CIC as a community led campaign to support students and startups in Sussex at the Brighton university and other universities and colleges that we're now speaking to, um, and the creation of the director's hub, you know, I never saw the director's hub being something more than six to eight people, but we've now got 30 members and four groups already. Um, next year there'll be eight groups, you know, so there's, there's, there's some amazing things happening within the brand and this, this would never have happened if, uh, COVID hadn't kind of hit, it, 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 it it enabled us to redefine ourselves and reevaluate the business, pivot and challenge ourselves and become like 70% stronger in the industry. You know, it's really nice. And for the first time ever in three years, we're profitable, which is also quite amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've yeah, even absolutely. got a kitchen done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me that, you know, we're going to pay you know, I've got my kitchen done. So it's a big tick. It's a so massive tick. It's huge. I haven't got any money again, yeah. but the kitchen looks amazing. It's a winning model. It's a winning 
but uh, <laughs> I, I think again celebrating those small wins or whatever it must be uh, a, a nice feeling like you said when you you, you analyse the business you went in, you looked at it slightly differently, and you watched the Sussex business show, which like I said was a great event. Then, then is there that moment, especially from an event's point of view, where you stood there at that point, maybe beginning of the day, end of the day, when it's all over, and you look around and you go, especially for you, I think there were, when the, see the kids come down, when the twins come down. That was just amazing. That was that was be, the yeah. cherry on the, on the cake for me. I think like, just as an inspiration for them, seeing them and, and come down same with mine tonight when they're there they just they make it it's what it's all about for us isn't it as, as parents but look at but but just for you like standing back and you know a great exhibition with you know sold out stands and loads of people through the door and great keynote speakers and <laughs> which always nice, nice nice <laughs> nice flow towards nice yourself plug, there no, i like nice that plug, nice plug <laughs> but, no, but it, i think it, it, went, it, it was a great success and i think like, like we say we we talk about challenges and the struggles of running a business, but actually, their moments are what makes us want to keep going, isn't it? Hundred percent. It's it, it it defines who you are, and it's funny you say about that. The compare, um, John Campling, um, he said, "Are there any key highlight moments you'd like me to tell, you know, people on the day?" And I said, "Yeah, at the end of the day, um, Granny's coming in because she lives in Ardingnai. She's coming in with the twins um, at the end of the day, so they can get a." a pre-Christmas goodie bag <laughs> and I had badges made up for them. So, um, um, Jim, uh, um, Nettle, um, mm. in face media group, he said, um, why don't you have some junior name badges done up? Mm. So I had, uh, Jack cutting, uh, junior tech wizard and Charlotte cutting, uh, creative genius. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and at three o'clock when the event was about to finish, um, we ha I heard an announcement. I was chatting to somebody, and um, they said, ladies and gentlemen, VIPs in the house. And that was my note. That was my uh, message to me to tell me my twins had arrived with, with granny. Because Andrew, my wife was at home because she couldn't make it. She had a mess and she wasn't feeling well. She was fatigued. Um, and um, granny walked in. I felt so, I felt quite sorry for her because when she, when she I think she thought I ran a, um, like a garden fate <laughs> <laughs> or or a village fair or something like that. I don't think she realised it was like a, a full oh, expo with yeah. hundreds of people. She just walked in. It was just like it was just like shock. And then Jack and Charlotte saw me. Of course, they ran up to me, bound up to me, Daddy. And obviously, we had some pictures and stuff like that. And I sent them off with their goodie bags, and um, and that was kind of the you know that was that was the you know a wonderful wonderful moment for me because the the kids also they don't fully understand what it is you do until yeah, they see it yeah. so it was it was wonderful yeah, i love that i know and like you said just 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 pulling an event together uh, uh, anything whether it's a networking event with 50 people or whether it's a business expo where you sold out stands and and and, and loads of people through the door but just that that it's appreciating and that's why I love that change your bail on now and, and just taking those magical little moments where you go actually this, this is a win man. and like you say you then you get to the end of the year and you go or oh, whatever that looks like you go oh, we'll make some money on it as well which is you know, <laughs> kitchen <laughs> it's good to me it's all good I love my cooking well we both do don't we <laughs> we love some cooking just obviously just before you, Martin was on, but before that, I had Stephen Edwards um, on, which was, was, was pretty cool. We just finished his been up at the Bingham, um, Stephen Edwards at the Bingham in Richmond, 
he jumped on after he'd done his shift, which was uh, which was an interesting we talking food. Etched on, on my list. I need to go down there. We, we have to go. We have to go. But, um, I, want, I wanted to get up. I mean, you touched on it just a little bit now about um, about your wife with MS and uh, uh, talk to me if you can a little bit about that and that. That must obviously put a strain on you running a business and looking after the kids and, uh, as well and, and with her. Talk, talk. We've we've been um, we've been quite lucky, mm. um, being that we paid off the mortgage. I didn't know um, whether how my business was going to go, whether it was going to be good or whether it was going to be bad. Or mm. I didn't want to put my wife in that situation where we would lose everything. So I did the safe thing. We put the house in her name, mm. um, and. Uh, this was a, a good stroke because obviously I've had a few failed businesses, but you cut your teeth along the way and you build, you build and mold yourself into the person you're going to be yeah. going to become. Um, and when, when we, when we, I shouldn't laugh about it. It's not a funny thing. Really. It's not. But um, when, when we were told it was MS, we, we, we the doctors didn't tell us straight away. Mm. I assumed that she just had a few too many bevies, um, you know, um, and, it was a bit wobbly and stuff like that. I didn't actually realize what MS was. I didn't know fully that it was a, a neurological disorder. I didn't know um, what MS was or ME or Parkinson's or those neurological disorders. Um, and it was a massive, massive learning curve, huge. Um, I didn't know that there was things like um, relapsing and um, secondary and primary progressive. And I assumed it was just one word. I didn't know there were lots of different spectrums within it. Um, and unfortunately, about 5% of people in the UK who have MS have primary progressive. It's the worst one. Yeah, yeah. So it's a rapid decline and muscle spasms and stuff like that. And unfortunately, my wife has that. Um, I'm actually in awe of her, um, that how she deals with it. She's always happy um, and she just bounces along. She doesn't let it phase her. She's had to change her diet quite a lot. Um, but um yes you know it's not straightforward yeah, yeah. um but it is what it is it, you know and i'm there to support her you know 100 percent of the way whatever she needs mm -hmm. and that's why you don't really see me on <coughs> doing videos and all that kind of stuff yeah. because i'm caring for my wife as well mm -hmm. and so it's, it's quite a it's not a big struggle because at the end of the day she trusts me to just go out there and earn the money and get it done um and in return i get the joy of her and the twins and family amazing amazing Mate, thank you for sharing it's it's, it's 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 a struggle enough like running a business and having a young family as well but um knowing that you have to you know you've got to be there for, for her to support her and, and physically as well as mentally but it's a uh, and and to do it like you say you do it all with a smile on your face and and in, in such a great way and and obviously we do them things for our loved ones of course of course but it's it's uh it's really admirable like listening to you to, to you talk about the way that you run run it and, and like you say but still what i still find key we go back to that thing if you still are able to go i'm still going to take that time for myself and i, I guess like support from from family as well helps yeah it does it does um you know jack and charlotte they're they're, they're well you got twins you know what they're like you know they they they're kind of 
they're kind of the makeup of one little person yeah. combined. Yeah. You know, Jack's very um, Jack's an introvert, and Charlotte's an extrovert. Um, so you know, they're kind of the yin and the yang of you know the sunshine and and you know and, and well they're both just rays of sunshine i'm not going to push one down and the other but um it, it's their their own like kind of their own they're just joy bundles yeah. you know they're they just sunshine they keep us going you know every single day i don't care how much crap they give me uh, sorry excuse me french um it doesn't matter how much you know how much yeah, you know yeah. negativity they throw at you um it's when they smile and you know and it's it's just a, it's a, it's a joy to be around them. I love you, Daddy. Keeps you going. Yeah, of course. That's what you got earlier. Didn't you? Just to set you up for another six hours. Mate, you you're off to go again. Yeah. That's all the motivation I need. I'm getting going till twelve. I see, I see you after lunch, Daddy. No, I'll be there. Yeah, no, you're right. Hey, listen. I want to. Just we're coming towards the end. I want to talk talk to me. What does the future hold for Sunny Cutting? Well, for the first time in three years, um, we've actually been profitable because obviously we had a 97% loss because we obviously couldn't run events for, a, we did a stint online with Network yeah. My Club and that was okay, but I, I missed the face-to-face. -face. I missed speaking to people um, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I suppose now that the business is more profitable, I can spend a bit more time with family. Um, I'm not giving up my day off. I'm yeah. still having that. Good for, um, good for you. But... I'll be able to go abroad with, with kids and stuff and just in, enjoy their time and nurture and support them in their, um, in their, in their move towards uh, the teenage years, which I'm not looking forward to, to be honest. <laughs> but it is what it is and you just yeah, have to kind of roll with be, it. It'll be a new part of the journey. It will be a new challenge, yeah, new absolutely. challenge. But, you know, I suppose... Obviously plans for the, like you said, for the... With the three different elements, yeah, all actually taking shape in individual entities, yeah, actually exciting, really exciting prospect to see where they all three of them go. Yeah, it's quite amazing, actually. I mean, I mean, we, it's, it's not really um kind of well, it will be now because it's on there. Um, <laughs> it's not kind of public knowledge, well, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I've kind, I've, I've been made an offer by a London Expo organizer to buy the Sussex Business Show brand. Um, unfortunately, it was missing a few zeros in the offer, yeah. uh, so I've declined at this stage. But it's made me realise that um, if yeah. someone is going to buy the business, there is the option there. Um, and I sold my second business, and that sold for profit. So there is the opportunity for it to do that. Yeah. Um, but we, we're at a new venue now, and I don't. I want to see how this will play out over the next two or three years, mm. um, and um, you know, build it into the best it can be. Um, and you're right, you know, the, the, the Tiger's Pen has, has kind of taken a new kind of spin with this, with the University of Brighton, who've given us the opportunity to partner yeah. them um, as an enterprise ambassador and. For their students as you know you came in in january last yeah. year and were one of our uh, panel judges yeah. where the students had to do a, a pitch to their peers and we're going back in january um and we've got six uh, actually matt's joining us i asked him this evening right. he said to join us so we got six new kind of panel judges and the tiger's pen will roll out obviously at the show next year um I won't give it a free plug, but um, yeah, there's there's some really interesting things happening with the brand um, for all three elements with the Tiger's Pen, with the Director's Hub and the Entrepreneur's Blog, um, you know, this eclectic A to Z of issues that we face in business. Yeah. I've created this blog yeah, and that's got a new website being created at the moment. So 
there's there's a lot happening in the future exciting times exciting times, times. It's, it's great to be part of it with you as well with as media partner so i'm i'm, I'm delighted to work with you look we're um we're going to wrap up as we have done with quick fire questions go for so it i'm going to throw these at you one piece of advice that you give to your 18 year old self i would say um surround yourself with people that enrich you um and and buy a house as soon as possible <laughs> 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 who's, um, who's been your biggest inspiration throughout your life and why this this was a really tough one because i didn't have a, a particularly good childhood i was the eldest out of five kids but i was the i was the stepchild so the other four were from one dad my dad went to the states and my mum. so you know I, I don't really have a single person i think i i, I told her this earlier and she burst into tears um but I would say like the biggest inspiration is my wife um, because she's fought through the MS. Mm. She's come out the other side. Um, she's still fighting um, and she inspires me every day. And I'm just in awe of her. It's probably not the answer you wanted, but I love that. I love that. That's amazing. I love that. Um, look, could you could you give me a book or a podcast um, that said it had a real impact on you? Yeah. Um, um, funny enough i did a blog about this recently because i read about two books a month mm. and within the director's hub we have book club yeah. um so you know we read excerpts of books to each other um but one of the books um that one of that one of the members gave to me uh, was the art of happiness um by hh H. Um, dalai lama okay um and it's just full of quotes and inspirational pieces and uh, one of them was Oh, it is um, love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. And they're just tiny little things that put you to the, put you into a sublime kind of space yeah. that make you think about life. Love that. Finally, was your one rule for living a fulfilled life? I would say um, live with gratitude. I think that's the, the, the single biggest point. Be thankful for what you have in this life. That's it. Brilliant. What a brilliant way to finish. Mate, listen, thank you so much, like, like I said, for sticking around, coming on at two o'clock in the morning and, and having this chat with me. It's been, it's been brilliant. Um, um, I know you said you was a little bit nervous before coming on. I hope it wasn't as daunting as you thought coming in. No, chat, I, I, I should have done it sooner. You've been asking me for a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and finally, you got me here. So, um, you know, thank Amazing. you. No, thank mate, you. It's been awesome. And look, thanks for coming. I wish you continued success with all the bits you're doing. So uh, that, as they say, sir, is a wrap. Thank you. Awesome. This is the County Business Talks podcast, produced by H2 Productions.